Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast episode number 64. And I'm really, really glad that you guys felt the difference of the energy of inclusion, the difference of the energy of acceptance and, and less judgment and freedom to express yourselves and things like that, because that's the thing. You're not going to you're not going to invest a pass a flight, a hotel, and private lessons to come and feel crappy about yourself. Yeah, you want to come and and have good vibes. And that's something that we're really, really super aware of. And we're really, really trying to maintain that through the artists that we hire, through our admin team, through um, our volunteers. This is the culture that we want at NeoKids. We want urban kids with inclusion we want urban kids with freedom and lack of judgment we want urban kids with acceptance we want urban kids with without ego and and clickish behavior yeah dedicated to inspiring dancers worldwide whose hearts have been touched by music and dance. The universal language of dance and music is spoken by many of us throughout the world. We want to motivate the dancer in you by sharing stories, insights, and ideas to enhance your journey. Join us now with your host, Charles Ogar. Hello, hello, my lovely people. I'm back with the podcast Welcome to the Danger Heart on Fire podcast with Charles Ogar. And today, my special guest is Sarah Lindzeman. Sarah is one of my students, apprentices, something along those lines here <laughs> in Austin. And uh, we've been training for, has it been six months yet? Yeah, it's been about four. Okay, it's been about four months since we've been training. And the reason why she's on the podcast is because we are doing the fifth annual Neokizoma Festival official recap podcast. Um, we have a lot of things that we want to share with you guys about our experience this year. And Sarah was super, super, super uh, influential in the smooth running of the festival. And we'll talk about that story in a bit. Um, but that's why she's joining us here today to kind of provide insight and bear witness to the awesomeness that was Neo Kids 2019. Um, so uh, this is our fifth year. So it's been crazy to think that it's been that long. It's 2019. Five years ago, it was 2014. And 2014 is the year that I started my full-time Kizoma journey. So I really literally out the gate started a festival, <laughs> which was in a studio when we first started off. Yeah. Um, however, we started off in a dance studio here in Austin called Tiempo, which is now the Inspired Movement uh, Studio, and it has grown. We are at our third hotel. Um, the first hotel was the Sheraton, the second hotel was the Renaissance, and now the third hotel has been Omni, and this is our second year at the Omni, so the fourth and the fifth years were at the Omni Hotel, and it's been really, really awesome. The sixth edition is also going to be at the Omni Hotel. 
I think we have one more year there before it starts to get too big because we're already kind of like operating at capacity at the Omni Hotel, but we shall see how the sixth edition goes. But um, we just wanted to thank you guys for your support and making it all possible. It's been awesome to, to see this grow over the last five years and become the biggest urban kids destination in the Americas, uh, North and South America included. And of course, in Europe, there are neo kids size events almost every weekend, probably multiple festivals, neo kids sized but it's good to kind of set the pace and try to grow that festival to that size. And the main thing is just to allow people to dance, to allow people to dance and connect and learn um, and continue that Kizomba slash Urban Kids um, desire and wanting to be a part of the community and leveling up and, and getting your, your kids fixed in, you know? I also want to say that this year we had three new elements that we added to the festival. We had the Urban Kids Jack and Jill, which we will talk about here in just a few minutes. We had an authentic side room now. Um, Previous years, it's only been one social room, and now we have two at the nighttime social. And we also added the Urban Kids Fundamentals track. And all of those got really, really, really good reviews this year. And so we will walk you through that process and let you know our vision and goals that we had with adding those and give you guys some insight behind the scenes and a chance to kind of hear our voice um, outside of just a thank you post or a social media post. I think it's really cool to do the podcast and then check back on this uh, later next year as well. Anything you want to say, Sarah, before we start thanking people who made the festival possible? Well, for me, it's definitely been the first year I ever went to NeoKids. Why didn't you go to the first one last year? Because I sucked at Urban. (laughs) That would be why. Yeah. No, so this is my first year, and heck of a first year to get going with helping out behind the scenes, but... um, it was a lot of fun, and it was super great to see all of the new elements go off so well. So I'm looking forward to doing it next year as well. And I will also like to say and take this opportunity to say, Sarah, this was Sarah's first Kizoma Festival. She helped out a ton behind the scenes as one of the new admin queens, and she also assisted me as well. And she was the Jack and Jill coordinator, so she really wore a lot of different hats. And so I just want to kind of publicly recognize that and congratulate her because not a lot of people teach at their first Kizama Festival. Um, But even judging from the feedback that we've been getting so far, it's been really, really awesome to hear that people enjoyed uh, our instruction together. Um, I should also, in the same sentence, say that Adriana, my new dance partner, was not at NeoKiz because she was at a wedding a wedding. <laughs> she was at a wedding in near, in Italy. Um, she had that date planned even before a partnership was on the table. And so we started, we announced the partnership. Um, we're actually going to have three trips coming up this month in Columbus and San Antonio and Nanaimo. 
together. Those will be our second, third, and fourth trips together. So it's still a very, very new partnership. Um, but the reason why she wasn't in your kids was because the exact same date she was at a wedding in Italy. Um, but she will definitely be at Neo Kids 2020. Uh, if all goes well and we continue working and we both have functioning legs and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so let's go ahead and go down the line and just thank people for making the festival possible. Um, obviously, what makes the festival possible are the attendees. Uh, this year, we were luckily to and grateful to host another 500 plus attendees at NeoKids. I think this is the third year we've been able to hit that mark, uh, 2017, 2018, and 2019. And I feel super grateful that we're able to pull in people from around the world, literally. We had people from South Korea, we had people from Tokyo, we had people from Switzerland, from Mexico, from damn near every province in Canada, uh, all across the United States. And it's just really, really awesome to be able to host that many people and give them good vibes and let them learn and let them dance and have fun and really get there to, to sink their teeth more into urban kids technique and, and the culture. So. Uh, first and foremost, the thanks goes to the attendees. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I also want to realize just in this current culture, if we were to talk about this, this quote unquote state of the union dress of Urban Kids Festivals in North America, we are coming off of a very heavy festival season, yeah? Uh, in the last 2.5 months, we had festivals uh, in Victoria, Canada. We had festivals in Vegas with Shay and the MPK event and the Orlando event. And then of course there was a Kizzo Love Montreal Festival the weekend right before Neo Kiss. And obviously it's something to take into consideration with the factor of people's budgets and time off and how much time are they able to get and dedicate to uh, Kizoma festivals. Um, one of the obstacles that we have that uh, Europe doesn't is that we are more spread out. It is a little bit more expensive to travel to the events. Uh, in Europe, they have a lot of budget airlines that makes it pretty easy. They have a nice train system. Uh, they also have more of a work-life balance than we do, yeah? So they have more time off to allow them to indulge in these things. So taking all those things into consideration, um, I'm super, super grateful for the attendance that we had. I think it was really, really awesome. And we're looking to increase that for next year, for sure. Um, we have a lot of lessons learned. Um, we'll be sharing some of those with you guys. And just based off of feedback, what we've been getting and what we've been experiencing and what's been working and things like that. The next group of people we would like to recognize are going to be our artists, our instructors, and our DJs. And I will let Sarah list off the instructors. So first off, P and Sarah, they couldn't be here very long. Uh, they had their own uh, full-time jobs, actually, that they do on top of being instructors. So it was really great that they could come out uh, for the amount that they did the couple of days and contribute with the workshops and even judging for Jack and Jill. Mm -hmm. So that was really amazing. Uh, we had JP and Steffi. They obviously had some really great workshops as well, really high attendance. Uh, the fluidity that they offer is just amazing. Mm -hmm, just super great. Uh, Veller and Steffi, 
obviously they they did show your style again huge success that <laughs> looked pretty great mm-hmm. i didn't participate but just being on the sidelines all that choreography it looked super fun yeah the energy at the show your style was was picture perfect mm-hmm. uh, laurent he gave the first teachers conference mm-hmm. this year which there was obviously a limited amount that was going in there just to allow for really good instruction but the conference itself was really great really informative i think everybody who went came away with a lot of new information that mm-hmm. they can use absolutely uh adeline uh, it was really lovely that she could come out um it can be tough being a solo artist at times um, solo female artist exactly yeah so having her and, and also tara who had her own solo uh, different classes as well mm-hmm. but handling that like a champ mm-hmm. and being able to provide all that kind of instruction which is really nice uh, Lindsay and Isabel they were teaching so many of the fundamentals track classes and honestly the feedback we're getting from the fundamentals track proves that that instruction is really over the top it's been really well received and it, we really appreciate you guys being able to hold that down (laughs) very very helpful lots of good feedback on the fundamentals track for sure Mm -hmm. that's definitely going to be a part of neo kids 2020 absolutely uh guani and liliana there's been quite a lot of really good feedback from the Terra show there can be a tough time finding instructors that even teach that so Mm -hmm. much so it was nice to be able to offer that and they did a really great job with that and then obviously last but not least willie Mm-hmm. He had really good attendance. He had really good feedback as well. Uh, he definitely contributed a lot with the classes that he had, and that was pretty awesome to see. For sure. Awesome, awesome. So thank you to our headliner lineup. Um, obviously, I taught as well, and Sarah assisted me, and she did an awesome job. Um, and it was awesome to kind of see that rapid growth uh, from just training with me a few months to being able to like step onto a stage at the biggest Kizuma Festival in North America and also provide and add value there. So kudos to you as well, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, our DJs that we had, we had our two international DJs, which was Marilla Soul and DJ Lenny. Um, for the most part, really, really good feedback um, from them, um, bringing their music and their exclusives and all that kind of stuff. There was DJ Sync and DJ Mojo. These are easily top two favorite DJs in in North America. Also got lots of lots of reviews. Uh, DJ Sync is in Montreal, Mojo's in San Francisco. So thank you guys for coming out once again to DJ Neil Kids. Uh, we had DJ Arca out of Columbus and Olu, who is out of Arkansas, who was a new addition this year. And then, of course, our two local DJs here, DJ Art and DJ Cognition, who were also able to help out as well. And I was able to DJ two sets. I did one urban set and one authentic set, and then the festival consumed me. I was going to DJ again Sunday, but I just didn't have the... I needed to clone myself in order to do that. And cloning machines don't exist yet, so that did not happen, but um, our DJs were able to step up to the plate and get that handled for sure. So thank you to our DJs that um, provided awesome music throughout the weekend from the night socials to the authentic room, to the pool parties, um, to 
Arca as well. Special shout out for him DJing the Jack and Jills and also a special shout out to DJ Art for being our DJ for the performances. Yeah, Um, big, big component of the festival is the music and you guys love social dancing. So we definitely take consideration into that. Uh, If you haven't got a chance to already, we are looking for feedback from the festival and a section there is letting us know which DJs you liked, which DJs you want to see. Um, We are listening. And that link is neokissfest.com slash survey. At this time, we want to also highlight our performers that we had. We definitely like having performers at our festival. Uh, I feel like we need more performances in the urban kids scene in general, globally, not just in North America. Um, So thank you, Tara, for bringing your Earth Kids ladies to come down. Uh, Thank you, Marilei, for bringing the Peg City Kids girls down. Shout out to Donovan and Kitty here in Austin for your awesome show. Um, Thank you, Bianca, for bringing your Proyecto girls down. Grisel and Adriel from Kizomba, Puerto Rico. Thank you so so much for bringing your team down again and closing the shows. Thank you, Carla and Rafael, who are also with Kizomba, Puerto Rico, and had their own show. They performed twice in one night, so thank you for that. And also thank you to the local team, uh, Palarumba, Austin Ladies Salsa team, who also opened up the shows for us this weekend. Um, We love the shows. If you guys are listening to the podcast now, you have a partner, you have a Kizomba idea or something like that, uh, please, we're looking for always more performances for our Neo Kids, just because I feel like it gives a nice element to those performers as well and to bring that performance culture into the scene. All right. This year, we also had some new changes to the Adamant team. We had, I feel like I had a very, very, very strong team And based on the survey responses that we've gotten, guys are seeing the execution on the organization as well. And many of you guys are giving us nines and nines out of tens and tens out of tens for organization for the festival. I'm really, really, really happy that you guys are recognizing and appreciating the organization. Um, There is a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I make each and every video and social media post. It's it's me in Photoshop. Um, I do have to give credit where credit is due. And Courtney Lundgren did set up the template for the V that is on all of your shirts with the stars on it. That is a design of Courtney Lundgren. Uh, unfortunately, she wasn't able to come to Neo Kids this year because she had some family, a family emergency to take care of. Um, but we're definitely sending her positive love and energy through that tough time. But she is the one that created the template for sure. And then from there, I was able to go into Photoshop and be a little Photoshop ninja and create all the images and things like that. And it's awesome to see that you guys recognize that we are making an effort to create videos and create images to keep you guys informed throughout the process of how things goes. We also had a new website that we revamped to this year and that was also (laughs) all me. And it's been really, really nice to see the new layout and things like that. So I'm pleased with the new uh, framework that we have for that website. So. Uh, the admin team, um, the backbone of NeoKids on the admin side, if, this, if it was Sushi, uh, who's coming out from the Nymo, he was a lifesaver, really did a lot of work. Um, there was also Yelena Journey out of Minneapolis. 
And she did a lot of work from being a nurse to taking care of the artists to hotel arrangements to taking care of the taxi dancers' bags and all that kind of stuff. Sarah, who's on the podcast here as well, also wore a lot of different hats from scorekeeper the Jack and Jill to assisting me to Safe Space Pink Brigade, which also Yelena and Sushi were a part of. And what other things did you do? Food and beverage. Food and beverage. That was also an animal that she handled with Anne. And I'm pretty sure all of our artists will agree that they were very well fed and taken care of at NeoKids. And so, yes, that was really, really awesome. Um, We also have to give a special recognition to Luis and Wendy for helping out with the T-shirts and behind the scenes and the volunteers and the box office. That was really, really, really awesome. And even though we didn't have Veronica from Orlando, who was one of our food and beverage admin queens coordinators last year, she did provide us with a lot of insight. Um, She had a wedding the same weekend as Neil Kids this year, so she wasn't able to make it, but she was able to provide us with her experience last year to kind of help guide our efforts for the food and beverage this year. So thank you, Veronica, for uh, offering that to us this year, even though you weren't able to make it uh, in person. Go ahead and recognize our coordinators. Well, to start with food and beverage, Ann Goodwin was helping me out so much. Uh, there was a lot of grocery runs and pickups for all of the different uh, lunch and dinners that we're doing for the artists and DJs. And so she really held that down for me, especially when I was being pulled every which way. So she was definitely a lifeline and very much appreciated. For volunteers, Valerie and Julian, they really assisted with making sure that everybody got to the shifts that they needed to get to, that the shifts were getting signed up for. Uh, There's often some shifts that really are not that popular. So making sure that we get the coverage we need to make the whole festival go off is super, super helpful. Uh, For taxi dancers, we had Jay and Lita. They were holding that down, making sure that they were being taken care of and everybody was showing up for the shifts they needed to. And so that all went off without a hitch. Uh, There was no issues on that front. So that was really great. With audio, we had Michael and Olu and they were already DJing, but then also holding down the fort uh, behind the scenes with arranging to make sure that all of the rooms were set up, that the AV was coordinated as we're moving between different workshops and different instructors, and then even switching over to socials. So that was extremely helpful uh, and very needed. And then with media, uh, Graziella, she was the one that was really taking charge with the social media side of things and making sure things were coming out that were viewable even during the festival and didn't have to wait till the end. So Um, super, super great that she was able to do that when she was already busy taking all kinds of media. For sure, for sure, for sure. And I wanna also take this time to recognize the audio part of it because obviously audio is a huge part of any dance festival, yeah? And so Michael stepped up and did some extra work behind Um, I also want to say for those of you that were there this year, there are obviously some times where the music was cutting out a little bit. Uh, We are thinking that that was in calls into one of the mixers, the the S9 that we had rented for some of the the DJs. Um, So we had to bypass that. And I think after we bypassed that, that 
handle the issue a lot better. Um, but there's so many audio engineering things that need to be on point in order for that to work flawlessly, making sure it has enough power, all the DJs using different equipment and different uh, DJ softwares and things like that. So it gets a little a little hectic, yeah. So um, I appreciate you guys' patience during the socials as we figured that out. And I also want to give a shout out to the DJs once more for being flexible and working with us during that time because obviously uh, when things happen, um, things are going to happen that are unfortunate and then you have to be able to respond to those accordingly. And the audio team definitely did that. Special shout out also to Chris Simmons here in Austin, who stepped up and really, really helped out uh, setting up the mics and the audio and the handoff from instructor to instructor for the next classes to go. And that really, really helped uh, keep things running nice and smooth. Um, I mentioned before that we had the safe space policy that was uh, posted earlier this year. As a festival organizer, you speak to other festival organizers in other dance scenes, uh, Zouk, Salsa, Bachata, uh, Blues, and so forth. And unfortunately, you do have instances where uh, individuals are not practicing consent properly, or there's other issues where some individuals may feel uncomfortable or something like that. And luckily, in the previous four years, we have not had to have any of those issues, yeah? So the reason why I decided it was important to enact that this year, it was as a preventative measure. I didn't want something to happen and then be reactive to it. I wanted to be proactive about that. And so we put out the, the safe space policy. Uh, shout out to the organizers of Mile High Blues for uh, allowing me to tweak their template. And we also had the, the Safe Space Brigade and that Safe Space Pink Brigade was there as a line of people who were the first responders should there be any safe space issue. And luckily there was only one issue that happened mm -hmm. and it was pretty minor. I'll let Sarah talk about it since she handled that. Uh, without any names. <laughs> yes, it wasn't so much an issue of um, problematic consent. There was miscommunication on the dance floor and a lead uh, ended up, they were dancing with a follow and the person, poor, <laughs> they just got yanked around a bit and jammed into other dancers and just a little bit of injury. And so it, was no issue to resolve it. There wasn't any difficulty in talking with both parties. And so it was it was a really easy issue, thankfully, to resolve. So we didn't have anything really problematic come up. And that's really lovely. For sure. Um, I do also want to take this opportunity to talk about um, the missing person as well, just to be transparent. Um, we did post that publicly on Facebook, so some of you guys may have seen it, may not have seen it. Um, there was an attendee that went quote unquote missing for a few hours and shout out to Yelena for all of her work of getting that responded very professionally. Um, her friends, her roommates decided to escalate the issue and so we got the hotel security involved. Um, the police were involved just to make sure that we were handling the issue correctly. And again, Yelena played a huge part into that. So thank you, Yelena, for uh, handling that with um, utmost professionalism. Um, luckily, 
the what ended up happening is that she just ended up leaving the hotel without her phone or her wallet and didn't tell anybody of her whereabouts. Uh, so her roommate ended up getting really, really worried about it, but she ended up just walking back into the hotel uh, Sunday night, early Monday morning, and she was completely fine. So obviously we are super happy that she was fine. There was no serious issue. Um, she wasn't found in a ditch um, or anything like that um, because those kind of issues are scary sometimes. You don't know what's going on. And we're glad that we handled it the way that we did. And luckily it was kind of a false alarm. So obviously it could have been easily avoided with simple communication, but since that didn't happen, we had the team to handle that issue effectively and professionally. And so kudos to the team again for being able to handle that. And yeah, that was really, really nice. Other than that, we didn't have any safe space issues. So I think it served as a good deterrent uh, for anything happening and just let people know like, hey, there are people around, be kind, be considerate. And maybe that even helped out with the whole positive vibe of Neo Kids that we really felt this year as well, yeah? Let's go ahead and give a shout out to our photographers and videographers. So we had a number of new people actually. We did have some returning ones. That would be Juan who held the down really, really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's clearly been around the entire time. No one could fail to see him going from room to room. For sure. Uh, but he was, he was super great and awesome to come back. Uh, also, uh, Graziella, mm-hmm. she was able to come back and, uh, as we said before, she really held down coordinating everybody that was involved with the photography and the videography. So making sure that there was coverage for all the different events that we were having, even simultaneously, she really made sure that that was taken care of. We also had, uh, Jonathan, um, Zebediah. Anya and then Gabriella and you can see from the photos that have already been coming out we have some really nice looking photos this year guys uh they are not done they still have plenty to release so they were all busy and they really got some really great stuff so we're getting some really good feedback actually that the social media this year is really looking professional and well put together, and that's thanks. That's really thanks to these six people specifically. So thank you very much, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, the next group of people that we want to recognize are going to be our lovely taxi dancers. Uh, obviously, in the Kizoma scene, the lead follow ratio is always something to monitor and to be aware of. Um, because the last thing that you want is to have a bunch of people at your social who aren't getting the dance time that they want. Um, I do feel like our scene is in transition um, as we have more female lead instructors begin to travel, as we start to see more role reversal classes and things like that, I feel a lot of followers are now feeling inspired and encouraged to also start leading. And so now instead of having uh, 10 follows standing next to one another waiting for a dance, it could be five couples on the dance floor with them dancing to one another, yes? Um, so it's really, really nice to see that shift. Um, we're always aware of the lead follow ratio and how that affects. Um, some festivals in Europe have started limiting follow passes at certain points just to make sure to give the leads a chance to, to catch up. Um, obviously, the 
the solution of the magic wand that everybody wants is just to have more leads in the scene um, or male male leads in the scene. Um, but that's going to take time. It takes instruction. It takes dedication and commitment. Um, so in the meantime, I feel like the, the quickest and easiest solution is to start to have the females dance with themselves. Um, but obviously we wanted to have the taxi dancers there for you as well. Um, and I believe in this fully, which is why I also taxi dance at the event again this year, uh, just to make sure that I am talking the talk and also walking the walk. So uh, I'm just going to go down the list here really, really quickly here of our taxi dancers because I want to recognize each one of them individually. Um, I do apologize if I don't pronounce your name correctly. So we have in alphabetical order here, uh, Aaron Gordon, Alexandra Ivanova, Alexandra Roberts, Anastasia Petipas, Eric Cuffey, Audrey Capsellas, Bijan Thomas, Calvert Griffin, Carl Neely, Christine Honan, Daniel K, Davidson, K Unity Dance, Donovan Davis, Elizabeth Harrell, Emil Camden, Fernando Monge, Hiral Bot, Hassana Chisholm, Jax Ho, Jahaira Veda, Jean Devlin, Jordan Richardson, Jose Carlos Batista Abicaram, Kate Meyer, Kelsey Butler, Leah Frey, Leo Leendo, Lillian Wakefield, Lisa Butts, Manny Tagueira, Marvell Davis, Melanie Skirmer, Nathan Lungard, Nicholas Cobalt, Audagene Joseph, Paul Oramasianwu, Raul Adolfo Lopez, and last but not least, Victoria Vanover. Uh, thank you guys so, so, so much for stepping up to the plate and providing this awesome needed service to our Kizoma community. Uh, if you guys didn't see on the website at neilkissfest.com, there are six highlighted taxi dancers sharing their reasons why they feel compelled to taxi dance at Neil Kiss. And you guys can basically hear it directly from them of what their thoughts and feelings are. Um, we got a lot of awesome reviews about some taxi dancers and how some of the attendees felt like the taxi dancers didn't let them sit down. So really, thank you again, guys. I wanted to publicly recognize each of you though here in the podcast. Um, thank you so much for your service. And we hope to have you guys again next year. So next we've got volunteers. Uh, we actually had a really good group of volunteers helping out in all the different areas, uh, food and beverage, registration, taxi, audio. It really helped to make sure everything ran smoothly. And so much appreciation for all of you guys. Um, well, this one is not alphabetical, but we do definitely want to acknowledge each and every one of you. So we have uh, Dory Ginsburg, Mariah Whiteman, Golnar Ershad, Jennifer Turner, Catherine LaRonde, Veronica Rivera, Tina Marie Rumpel, Laura Gear, Bianca San Martin, Cynthia Cruz, Noel Trevino, Joe Green, Vetti Velasquez, Sarah Littlefield, Michelle Osh, Paula Potempa, Kimberly Page, Samantha Florinor, Isabella Kubagaita, Cyrita Mitchell, Paula Galagos, Tessa Gonzalez, Francisco Mejia, Chris Simmons, Anna Carolina Marquez, K. 
Catherine Lastra, Olu Shogo, Ian Basilio, Jacob Mel, Andrea Mosley, Amanda Johnson, and last but not least, Amaryllis Aganahi. Thank you so much, guys. It was very appreciated. Yes, the festival cannot run without the volunteers at all. Um, our hotel points of contact was Angela Dietz. Uh, thank you so much for all of your hard work in helping us uh, coordinate the ballrooms and the vendor tables and everything like that. I hope you hear the podcast. I wanted to give you a shout out and I hope that you enjoy your gift. So um, new additions that we had to the festival this year. Um one of the things that I was approached with about this year was a intro to Kizoma class for young professionals who were more along the lines of people of color. Um, we have a local member here in our Austin community scene, and his name is Kobla, and he's the president of the Austin chapter of the Austin Young Professionals. And he presented the idea, and I was like, hell yes, let's totally do this. And so we ended up having about 50 to 60 uh, people who had never seen Kizomba or tried Kizomba come to the class on Friday night. If you participated in that class, thank you so much for volunteering for that. Um, and so basically we showed these guys the basic steps of Kizomba and they were able to observe the night on Friday. I am all for the initiative to get more people of color dancing uh, Kizomba, especially African-Americans. And so I think it was really awesome that we were able to do that. And hopefully we'll start to see more of these people in our local community here in Austin. All right. Um, I think the first or the next thing that I want to talk about was a new addition to Neo Kids this year was the Jack and Jill's. All right, so this year we hosted our first Urban Kids Jack and Jill competition at Neo Kids, and it was a super, super duper success. Um, we had three different divisions. We had the novice division, we had the intermediate division, we had the all-star division. Based on the feedback, you guys really, really, really enjoyed watching that and really, really loved the randomness of the competition and the way that it was super well organized. Shout out to Laura Riva and Darius Z out of Toronto, who were my liaisons. We used their software to help run the Jack and Jill uh, competition, and they have been really helpful and available whenever I had a question. Uh, they were very quick to answer and get things fixed. So thank you guys for that. Um, they are Zook organizers and instructors, and so. Um, the Jack and Jills are big in West Coast Swing that was adapted into the Zook scene. I saw it at the Zook scene and I'm adapting it to the Urban Kids scene. I also want to give a special shout out to Nat and Gigi who have also competed in a lot of Jack and Jills on the Zook side of things. They teach Zook locally here in Austin and they volunteered their time to help out being floor marshals uh, for our competitors this year. And they did an awesome job and they were also an awesome resource of information, especially during the competitor meeting that we had. And once again, I want to give a shout out to Anka, who was the DJ for our Jack and Jill's and was choosing our music. So at this time, let's go ahead and recognize our first Jack and Jill Urban Kids 
finalist? Yeah, so for intermediate division, uh, first place went to Donovan Davis and A.B. Nagato. Uh, very, very exciting stuff. Uh, it was such a, a close call between them and the second place. Uh, I'm sure anybody that went to see was well aware the judges had to have a rundown, basically, between those two couples just to declare a first place winner. So very, very close. Really, really awesome dancing. Uh, the second place ended up being Derek Wright and Qantas Spillman. And again, very, very close. Uh, really awesome dancing. And then third place. Uh, I just wanted to interrupt at this particular point because there were um, some people that were not upset, but noticed that Derek and Quanta are both from Dallas. They both teach under the MPK umbrella. And so some people didn't feel that it was fair that they were dancing together. Whereas with Donovan and Amy, they had just met and they were paired randomly at that particular point. So if you guys were there, you guys saw that I had the cup and I was inviting the leads up uh, in the number that they, in the order that they registered. Yeah. So it wasn't like, I wasn't choosing the order. It was just by numerical order based on when they registered. Um, and the cup, they could have, any person could have pulled out Quanta's name. And for some reason, in the luck of the universe, uh, they ended up together at the very end. And so in that instance, since they are not official partners, uh, I felt that it was okay to let that happen and just be like, that's how the dice rolled in that particular instance. Um, however, like in the Jack and Jill all-star division, where if you have your official t teaching partner, if you did get drawn for that, then that would have changed what happened for sure. So definitely um, it was luck of the draw. Um, it wasn't rigged or anything like that. Um, and so we will see what happens in the next one. But I decided to let that roll since that's exactly how it rolled, being random. And sometimes randomness means that people who are familiar with one another dance more. Um, but that's kind of the luck of the draw and kind of like the, the point of the Jack and Jill's. It's like we're going to roll this dice and see if we get lucky or not with who we get as dance partners. Absolutely. Um, so after that, we still had third place, and that was snapped up by Eddie Velasquez and Alexandra Ivanova. And so all three of these couples really did well for the intermediate. They definitely showed their stuff, and they got to go home not only with some medals, but also their choice of passes to a couple of other events, actually. Mm -hmm. So the prizes were events to... Uh, passes to different events. Um, we had Boston Kizomba Festival. We had Kids in the Six in Toronto, Orlando, International Kizomba Festival next year, Neo Kids 2020, Kiztopia, and also by the main in Minnesota. KF. And yeah. yeah, that's Orlando. And then mm -hmm. also Guani offered up some passes for Global Tana Show. Mm -hmm. So thank you guys for offering those passes. Uh, congratulations to the intermediate division finalist who won novice. Well, our first place uh, that was taken up by Aaron Gordon and Eleonora Lapano. Uh, second place, we had Ryan Roberts and Lillian Wakefield. And third place was snapped in with Raul Lopez and Maria Rangel. 
Uh, it was a really good competition, guys, and it was exciting to see people willing to come in who are at the novice level. It can be really intimidating mm-hmm. stepping in when you're at that really beginner stage of learning a dance. And so to see people show up and get excited about that was really, really great. Definitely. And just to put things in perspective, um, I was at the Canada Zook Congress and they had the same divisions. They had um, novice, intermediate, and I believe all-store and advanced. And they had 60 couples. So 120 registrants in their novice division. Um, And I just think it's really, really nice in our dance scene to get our beginner dancers seeking out feedback that's just only going to help them to grow uh, that much more and to get that feedback so they're not making uh, mistakes that are going to turn into bad habits over the next couple of years. Then the more they're able to kind of uh, grow and put themselves out there and start up uh, getting that feedback, I think that'll just help us create better dancers um, in the future. So that's kind of like my vision behind the Jack and Jill. The energy, oh my goodness, of everybody cheering and uh, the all-star Jack and Jill seeing the artists switch and dance with other people who weren't their partners and things like that. Freaking Laurent and Valère really, really killed it. They also had the best songs, but we're not gonna get into that (laughs) right now. they also, if you guys were there, they they swapped it to where they made me compete. Um, and Donovan was able to be an MC. So shout out to Donovan for stepping up to the plate and MCing the All-Star Jack and Jills. Um, it was really, really fun. I was glad I was able to, to compete and get that going. So the Jack and Jill is 150% coming back to Neil Kiss 2020. Uh, I'm probably going to open up registration in the next two months or so and just get people hyped for that and we'll see how many people come and show up for that. Um, If the registrants start to go up now, we might be able to start asking or giving some cash prizes. Uh, Depends on how much money is in the pool. Um, So the more participants and competitors we have and then the more we're able to give out to you guys. So um, based on the success of it this year, I am foreseeing the registrants to either double or even triple for next year, which will be freaking amazing. All right, so that's it for the Jack and Jill. Um, We're going to move along down to our second newest addition to Neo Kiss 2020, which was the Authentic Room. Um, based off of the feedback, we are listening to you guys, neokissfest.com slash survey. Let us know what you guys think and feel and what you believe with, with our festival. Um, many of you guys, uh, either people said there was too much traditional slash Simba played in the main room previous years. And they are like, hey, if I'm coming to Neo Kids and I'm traveling all the way here, I'm not traveling to Dan Simba. I have enough of that in my city already. I'm coming to get Urban Kids where I have a lack of, yeah? Which is totally understandable. And then you have other people that says that there wasn't enough Simba played, yeah? And so the, the goal of offering the rooms is not to create division between Urban Kids and authentic or anything like that, but it's just allowing you to choose the dose of each that you want, yeah? If you only wanna do the authentic room, you can only do that. If you wanna do 80 urban, 20 authentic, or 80th authentic, 20 urban, you get to choose your 
um, you get to choose your experience and have that uh, be your reality for the festival versus trying to please everybody by doing it all in one room. And I just feel like it's impossible to please everybody because everybody has different levels of experience. People have different access to instructors and DJs in their local scene and people have different likes and dislikes. So trying to get everybody to be happy with one particular format in one room, uh, somebody's not going to be happy overall. So um, based off of the surveys, you guys really, really, really love the authentic room. We'll probably hire an authentic DJ um, and people are really, really happy with that room so it was really awesome we're definitely doing it again next year stay tuned to see what djs we're going to announce and thank you guys for supporting that idea i'm glad that it was a success for you guys and then the last new thing was the fundamentals track uh definitely a new idea an idea that hopefully was allowing anybody who either didn't feel comfortable in their basics or even somebody brand new who they've heard of Kazomba, but they haven't really tried it. And this is a chance for them to go to a festival and they have an entire track of classes that they can just focus on the fundamentals of Urban Kiz and really get a good base going on with that. And so it was definitely a success. All the feedback looks amazing coming through with this. Uh, Lindsay and Isabel, definitely held down that track uh, again thank you so much but overall it looked really really good uh, the classes were packed actually that Super some of the packed. feedback <laughs> was that there's not quite enough room for all the people who want to take these classes we were afraid that there wasn't going to be enough people in that room and that turned out to not be the case um, which goes into my original comment that I mentioned earlier it's like we are already close to operating at capacity at the Omni Hotel, uh, which is an awesome problem to have. Um, we are going to be more efficient with that space next year, um, hopefully in 2021, with your support and continued attendance at each of these events as the attendance starts to increase and we're maybe pushing close to that 1,000 attendee mark. Now we're going to really, really, really be able to uh, invest more into like a bigger location and more artists and more rooms and have more things happening at the same time. Um, we're pretty much using all the rooms that Omni has at the moment, um, but we can still make improvements and offer more. Um, we did hear that you guys wanted more workshops like during the Jack and Jill's or during the Show Your Styles. So that is definitely something that we'll do uh, next year. Um, but for the fundamentals track, shout out to Lindsay and Isabel. And this is the reason why I hand selected Lindsay and Lindsay chose Isabel to work with her. Uh, I've worked with Lindsay a couple of times. She's based out of Ottawa and I got to see her pedagogy and I got to see the way that she has worked with her scene in Ottawa and create the dancers that she has. And this is why she was handpicked to lead the fundamentals track this year. And this is why you guys are raving about the reviews because I know Lindsay is a badass fucking teacher who does both for the leads and also on the follows. And so I'm really glad that I made that choice. I'm really glad you guys liked her and that the fundamentals track was a, a hit. So Jack and Jill's home run, uh, authentic room, 
I would say pretty much our home run. We're definitely going to do it again. Like it was a good test. That test was successful. So we will continue that. And Fundamentals Track was also a test this year as well. And we're going to do it again in 2020s. And we're going to ramp up and offer more. So stay tuned for those things. Um, we are listening to you. NeilKissFest.com slash survey to hear or to give us your thoughts. Um, but we're really, really super, super uh, happy with the feedback that we've gotten from those new things that we had added this year and to see them be received so well. We had an extra pool party on Friday. Last year it was just Saturday and Sunday. Um, I came out to the pool and had fun and it was really, really awesome to see everybody have fun and to enjoy the pool. Um, there are a couple of times we got rained out during the day, but that was kind of crazy. But for the most part, we we're able to play the music that we wanted. Um, shout out to the DJs that created an awesome pool party vibe. Um, you guys are playing basketball outside as well or just chilling by the pool. So it was really, really nice to have that there. Um, and so that brings us to kind of our end of our podcast here, which is going to talk about um, our vibe and our culture and our organization and our organizational schools. And it is only inevitable that we're going to have more and more Kizoma events and festivals and weekenders and more instructors and DJs and all this kind of stuff, similar to what is in Europe. Inevitable. And with that being said, like we want to attract a certain type of attendee. We don't want everybody and their mamas to come here. We want people of a certain uh, mindset and, and vibe and energy to come to our event to really, really create a, an inclusive energy and a, a fun energy where you can learn, where you can have fun, where you can connect and meet new people, where you can have a family reunion and really get your feel for the love that you have for Kizoma and Urban Kids. Um, the people that we do not want to have at the festival are people who are entitled, the people who are cliquish, people who are bringing bad energy and bad judgment, um, people who feel like they're hot shots and don't need to learn. Those are not the people that we want to have at the festival. So we're not trying to create a festival for everybody. We want everybody to that's going to come here to be of a good, cool vibe, willing to learn, humble, um, respectful and willing to, to connect and meet other people. You know, like at the end of the day, we are humans connecting through Kizoma. Yeah. So just having some of that shared humanity. Uh, among the attendees, the staff, the artists, and so on and so forth. I think it's going to be really, really nice. And again, based off of the surveys that we've been getting, there have been about 120 of you that have filled out the surveys so far. And I'm really, really glad that you guys felt the difference of the energy of inclusion, the difference of the energy of acceptance and, and less judgment and freedom to express yourselves and things like that, because that's at the end. You're not, gonna, you're not going to invest a pass a flight, a hotel, and private lessons to come and feel crappy about yourself. Yeah, you want to come and, and have good vibes. And that's something that we're really, really super aware of. And we're really, really trying to maintain that through the artists that we hire, through our admin team, through um, our volunteers. This is the culture that we want at Neo Kids. We want urban kids with inclusion. We want urban kids with freedom and lack of judgment. We want urban kids with 
acceptance. We want urban kids with, without ego and, and clickish behavior, yeah? So thank you for contributing that to this year. We want to amplify that next year and, and really have that repeat itself. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the organization comments. Like I said, large majority of the comments that we're getting are either nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10 out of organization. Uh, thank you so much for that. We are listening. We are doing that better. Um, I'm learning how to be more efficient with my time and graphic and editing skills and video editing skills. Um, shout out again to Sushi and Sarah and Yelena for stepping up and really pouring into the organization part of it as well. Um, I couldn't have pulled off the festival without you guys. Um, I'm glad to have you guys on board for NeoKids next year as well. It was definitely a team effort. Uh, shout out to the coordinators, the performers, the artists, the taxi dancers, um, the videographers, um, the Jack and Jill competitors, uh, everyone. Um, all of you guys made it a really, really amazing weekend and I can't wait for it to happen again. Um, I'm going to open up the mic to Sarah to share um, her two cents uh, before we close up. Well, I mean, as we said before, this was my first festival ever, not just attending uh, and then uh, also helping out with, but just period. I've only been to socials prior to this. So it was interesting seeing both sides of it, but definitely the, the vibes that we were getting off of the socials and all of the positive interactions with the workshops and even the new elements, the Jack and Jill, uh, it was really, really great to see that and to see everybody respond so positively to all of that. Uh, I'm honestly looking forward to it, even though the amount of sleep I got was uh, <laughs> really, really a crazy number. <laughs> and I'm not the only one on the organization side that was looking at, huh, okay, well, that's an interesting amount of sleep that I didn't get. But it was really, really rewarding to help out with that. and. Honestly, I'm definitely down for next year and we'll we'll see about doing really great stuff again. So once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all you guys for your energy and supporting the event. Um, we are trying to grow the festival. Yeah. And um, some of this, um, this is part of my full-time income as a black entrepreneur here in North America as well. And so seeing the amount of work that goes into it and then um, making sure that you're still able to like come out with some money. And obviously with any business venture, you don't want to lose money, correct? Um, so stay tuned for that. We're going to be a little bit more on schedule with the pricing this year, just because we realized the extra that we're offering for the festival as well, correct? Um, we wanna make it affordable. Of course, you guys can always volunteer or taxi dance for those things. We're gonna have a outlet for people who need financial assistance, um, but we will be sharing the, the price increase of the passes coming out this year. So definitely, we want to encourage you guys to buy your passes earlier than later. Um, the link for reserving your rooms will be coming out soon as well. And like I said, a lot of you, 
120 of you have filled out your surveys so far. Uh, we're almost close to 200 believers passes that have been bought for next year for 2020. Um, so it'll be amazing if we can hit the 600, 750 mark or even a thousand um, just to continue that momentum going. Also, stay tuned for some community involvement as well um, to start giving back into our community. That's something that I also want to move forward with uh, 2020. So um, I won't take up any much, any more of your time. Uh, if you'd like to give us your feedback, please do that at neokissfest.com survey. If you want to buy your pass and get it at a low pass uh, price, and the passes are completely transferable, um, but all sales are final. That is at neokissfest.com slash passes. And you guys can check that out. Um, the recap video will be coming out soon. And once again, thank you guys. Um, much love, much respect, much appreciation, uh, much gratitude. Um, it is a pleasure to be the organizer of the festival. And I'm glad that you guys see the hard work that goes behind it. You guys are appreciating it. And we look forward to doing this all again in 2020, July 23rd to the 28th, Austin, Texas at the Austin Omni Hotel South Park. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. See you then. Thank you for checking out the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast today. Be sure to check out neokizomba.com for links to everything that we chatted about today, as well as some awesome free resources to enhance your Kizomba journey. Don't my long cocktail. Don't my long cocktail.